Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, Vol Nation. Welcome to another episode of Believe in Tennessee Football. I'm your host, as always, Kyler Ferguson. Going with Reed Bacon. Uh, have a great podcast today. Before we get into that, if you guys are watching, please like and subscribe to this uh, video. It helps us so, 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 so much. It takes no time. And if you're just listening, rate and review, download, re-download, follow us on whatever platform you're listening on. Um, we have merch, How We Doing Bud t-shirts, which you can find in the link below. Uh, and follow us on social media at Believe in Tennessee for our main account on Twitter at rbacon26 for Reed at Kyler Curbison for myself. Now, on this podcast, we are talking a little weekend recaps, um, but also talking about the basketball team, a uh, big win over Georgia and the game coming up versus Texas. This is right before that Texas game. Uh, and we're talking about Heupel's contract extension. Uh, what does that mean for the future? Is it worthy of what he has done? Um, and what would it take to actually get to a point where we wouldn't want Heupel as a coach? Uh, so we talk about it all. Uh, great, fun podcast. Bunch of laughs, too. So let's jump into it. By the game. Snap. The kick is in the air. And the kick this time is... No, sir, Reed. No, sir, Reed. Final score, Tennessee 20, Florida 17. Pandemonium reigns. Looks, loads up, fires long for the end zone. The pass is going to be caught by Tennessee. Tennessee wins! by Tennessee, Jawan Jennings. Jennings makes the catch in the end zone on the Hail Mary. What did he do? All he did was score. Joey touchdown on play number one. All right, so before we jump into the podcast, got to shout out our number one sponsor, betonline.ag. It is the place to go for betting. It is your number one source for betting. They have all the odds, all the team totals, all the parlays that you could ever want, and they cover every sport. You got NFL, you got NBA, you got tennis, you got golf, you got baseball, you got everything you could think of. It is the place to go if you're going to bet on anything and make anything exciting. So for first-time signups, go over to betonline.ag, and for a 50% welcome bonus, use promo code BELIEVE. B-L-E-A-V at checkout and receive that 50% welcome bonus. Bet online where the game starts. All right. Welcome in, everybody. Uh, another great podcast, as I always say. Um, we get to talk about Heinkel getting a little contract extension, a little bit of b-ball talk. Uh, but before we get into any of that, Reed, how are we doing, bud? Kyler, Kyler, Kyler. I'm doing well. I'm doing I'm doing really well. So we recorded like not this Thursday, but last Thursday. Yeah. So and it we haven't a, it's been a very yeah, it's been like a 
over a week. And so we didn't get to talk weekends last weekend. And last weekend was a huge, huge weekend for your boy. <laughs> huge weekend for your boy. Um, got a new car. Yeah, I got, I got, I got my, my dream car that I've, that I've wanted. Not my, not my super dream car. What the frick does that even mean? So like, super my, dream so car. my dream, my legit, like dream, dream car. Like if I had all the money in the world, like it would be a Rolls Royce. Okay. But like my, but bes- if, if I had all the money in the world, I would drive a Rolls Royce and I would have the car I have right now. Would you drive the Rolls Royce or have someone else drive you in the Rolls Royce? I do like to be driven. I would do both probably. Because I think a Rolls Royce is meant for that. Right. It's meant for you to have a driver. Right. No, I would do both. I would do both. I would I would, <laughs> I would have someone drive me, uh, but I would also drive it myself. But so, yeah, like I've, um, you know, I've worked really hard, tried to make some really good decisions to set myself up. And I finally just bit the bullet and got a Yukon AT4. There you go. And I absolutely love it. So I'm obsessed. So big, massive weekend there. We're both uh, GMC guys. I, I, I've got a GMC Sierra. And it's like, and, and you know, the thing is, is like, I am usually not a big like brand person. Like I like stuff that I like. I don't like stuff just yeah. because of a brand. Yeah. But once I find a brand that I really respect and like, I go all in. I go all in, like, like all. I got a decal. There, there. I have the picture of the founder up in my bathroom. <laughs> no, I do not have a decal. Nothing's going on that. No decals. No, but, but yeah. So, like, my parents had bought me uh, a used Yukon when I was in high school. Yeah, and so, and I had a Jeep. My first Jeep was awesome. Loved it. But my when they bought me when I got hit and got totaled, they bought me a Yukon that was used, and I like I loved it. We still have that car to this day. My dad drives it, and so we just like we've always been Jeep people. But when we got that first Yukon, we're like these things are absolute beauties of a car. Meaning like they run so well, mm-hmm. they last forever. Yeah, they're tanks. Yeah, I mean like there was a, a family in our neighborhood that literally had a uh, an old, old Yukon. And I think it had like 300 and something thousand miles, 300 something thousand miles. That's crazy. And it was just like, you know, now obviously they didn't keep the inside super nice, but it was like, it would ride like a dream. Mm-hmm. So yeah, big weekend there. This weekend's been a great weekend. Uh, so my mom came over to visit. She loves Nashville. So and you got, you got a little test of editing this past week. Yeah, man. Yeah. Right. Test of editing. Um, I'm glad you brought that up. You test of editing. This guy has done a lot of a lot of work, and I know that he is, you know, chasing his dream, and he wants to, whether it's podcasting, media, or whatever. Um, and I've it's funny because I've always known you're really smart, but we haven't been to school together in a long time. So it's like <laughs> watching you edit that stuff. I'm like, damn, you taught yourself all this. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, I forgot how smart you are. So all right, get off your knees. Come on. <laughs> Jesus. Loves us, loves us, loves us. But seriously, like, I, but seriously, like, you are you you put so much time and effort, uh, and I really respect it, and I I hope that the listeners really really respect it because you, I mean, if I put in an hour to rewatch a game and an hour to record, you're putting in two, three, four more hours a week on that on top of your regular job. So yeah, um, so yeah, thank you. Yes, it is very impressive, and uh, like I told you, I hope it does all work out especially for you at some point down the road. Uh, but yeah, then Karen came over. We've just been hanging out, went to uh, Jeff Ruby's last night for the first time when, to, you know, we grew up here. So we, you know, we like Sperry's and we like some of the more yeah um, old school kind of places that have been here, but we wanted to try Jeff Ruby's. Have you been? 
I've never been there. It's uh, I liked it. I don't know if it's necessarily worth like all the hype or like how how expensive it is. Um, it, it's it's good. You know, I'm happy. I, I, mean, tr- I I'm happy. I rarely a expensive restaurant can like live up to the prices. You understand what I'm saying? Like, there are so many times where, and I think I don't know if this is like the athlete side of me where I'm like, it matters more that I have food in me to let me keep going throughout my day than it is that it's this grass fed beef that, 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 and you did all this special stuff to it and it costs eight times the price. I'm like, what is the, dude, don't take me to a restaurant with little tiny plates. I'm going to flip the table. I look at me. I'm going to flip. I'm not, you, you, you give me something like this and it's $25. I'm going to freak out. (laughs) I I hate everyone just called. I hate G Mark and Bozier out there. <laughs> and be like, how many more of these are you bringing? Because yeah. this is ridiculous. So so, I'm a foodie. I'm yeah. I'm a foodie. Like I I I I love food. I love uh, breakfast, lunch, dinner, brunch. Like it's an adventure. Like I I enjoy the food. I look forward to my favorite restaurants. I like to take in like everything about. It. Like I you're right. I don't like going to a place that thinks they're so fancy and it's got to be yeah. you know like literally last night they were like we 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 get the fish and you were and it's eating you're eating it in your sushi within 72 hours of it's caught i'm like yeah 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 Shut <laughs> up. Like, yeah, yeah whatever. whatever and they're like and we got this bone marrow that's unbelievable and my favorite sis but i also love this and then yeah. you know they got their steaks and then i you think know, they say that in nebraska too well, and here's the other <laughs> restaurant in Nebraska yeah. that's just in the middle of the United States yeah. landlocked, and it's like the farthest place <laughs> away from any water. No, like, oh, we just caught these fish like yesterday. yesterday. Yeah. yeah, it's here. Yeah, and uh, and 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 now now one of the things that I was happy to like, so a place here that I like, and I'm not saying it's super nice or super fancy, but it's a place that I like because it hit everything. Like they weren't trying too hard. Mm. It's a nicer place but they don't have, they're not shoving that down your throat and you don't have seven different waiters and they come (laughs) scoop the white tablecloth off like they do at some of these places. Some people like that and that's fine. That's just not me. Like I'm fine with paying, you know, a pretty penny for a good meal, but like brick tops here, I think brick tops are super solid. Like I think it's, Mm. it's, you can, it's can be a little bit nicer, you know, but it's not super nice, but like you're going to get some sushi and a steak and it's reasonably priced, you know, and you don't have some waiter that's just, you know, way over yeah. the top. I'll tell you this. I do like Kane Prime, but the only two times I've eaten there, I didn't pay. <laughs> so. so so Kane Prime's, it's funny. So that's one of the places I haven't been to yet because I've heard mixed things. So one of the places we went to in the summer was Bourbon Steak. Okay. And it was, I, I liked the meal because we had a, um, my aunt had just, and it's not a big deal. Like we just had a group of like 10. Mm. So she said, is there a private room that we can have? And they're like, yeah, sure. And so it was cool because you go up the elevator, we went to the back of the restaurant and it was just like, we had one room by ourselves and it was a very nice room. And it's like, you know, 40, 40 or 50 uh, um, levels up mm-hmm. or uh, what What am I trying to think of? Um, I mean, 40 or 50 like stories. Yeah, stories. Yeah. So you're like 50 stories up. Yeah. So it's like cool. You get to see out of Nashville. But like, I think I got like a 22 ounce, like. 50 day or 100 day 100 day aged ribeye and it was like it was like 100 bucks and i was like it's fine yeah it's but it's exactly. but it's 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 not blowing my balls off yeah. if i'm paying off they are still attached yeah yeah <laughs> so it's like um 
that's why I always say like in Knoxville, like in Knoxville, like I would rather pay that that medium range and get something literally from Chop House or like Longhorns or freaking Texas Roadhouse because it's a good piece of meat. It tastes fine, but it's 25 bucks yeah. compared to going somewhere that's 70 or 80 and it's not that much difference. Mm-hmm. I will say, I will say that I thought the, the and I got, I just got a New York strip. It was, you know, um, <clears throat> 70 bucks. And I actually thought it was a very good piece of meat. Okay. So, so I did give Jeff Ruby's that the sushi, okay, the sushi was good and it was fairly priced, but it wasn't great. Okay. Um, and I will say, this is the last thing I'll say. It cracks me up because they tried to say that in our lobster mac and cheese is six different cheeses imported, da 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 da. And what's funny is, is places like Fleming's and Ruth Chris say that too. Mm-hmm. But one time I was eating at the Oliver down there in Market Square in Knoxville, and which was a great meal. I really enjoyed it. But our waiter there was a, a little bit of a younger guy. We were talking. He was like, we he, he was just a very nice guy and he was a good waiter and he had worked at Fleming's. And he'd worked at Ruth Chris and he was like, yeah, you know how they tell you all this stuff about, he's like that lobster mac and cheese. He's like, it's the exact, he's like the lobster is like frozen and the mac and cheese is like, like Velveeta. Like he was like, it's, he's like, it's, he's like, it literally cost them like a dollar to make and they sell it for 16. I was like, are you, are you BSing? And he's like, no, I'm dead serious. Yeah. He's like, it's the biggest BS in the world. Yeah. This is another thing he said. He goes, they order their steaks. They're those exact same steaks. Like when you go to Ruth Chris, they'll tell you like these steaks are imported Mm -hmm. or whatever. He goes, they order the exact same steaks that Texas roadhouse and, uh, and Longhorns order from. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so funny to me. It's just, it's just supply and demand. It's just, Hey, we, we've, gotten this facade going that we are better right so right we can charge higher right. prices that's right. it so yeah. it's just it's just funny but um and then and then i went to the green hills mall today because it's well they have warby parker too low i need some glasses and so they have two warby parkers <laughs> once in edge hill one's at the green hills mall and my mom wanted to eat somewhere green hill so i was like all right i'll go there i'm not a huge fan of the malls because it's so hard to get in and out of that's awful but we went over there, got me some new glasses. Um, He's a smart bacon. I'm going to look smart with them. Yeah. I'm going to look smart. <laughs> you look smart. Yeah. I don't know if you be smart. So what about your weekend last weekend and then big weekend for you today because you played golf today? I played golf. Uh, it's been the f- it's been a while since I've played just because it's been cold as hell. It's January. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's January. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, just hitting freaking stingers, baby draws, flopping it everywhere. <laughs> no, I mean, I was three putting every single hole, um, you- shanking my driver, dribbling it down the fairway. But did you have one good drive? Yeah. So no, my best. <laughs> no. And so, so no, you no, didn't. No, I didn't. Did you? Did did you um, the hole? I did par a hole. Okay, that's all yeah. Right. So that's what matters is that I got at least one. Uh, but I I have no idea what it is. Uh, like a four or a five iron is a better shot for me than my driver. I have no control over the driver. I have no idea if I'm gonna shank it right, if it's gonna dribble, if it's gonna pop straight up. Like I literally, I'm just swinging and seeing what happens. But with my five and my fours. I can get a good hit at it. I, it goes like the distance that way usually goes straight. Like, and I had a couple of good shots with those clubs, but I just can't not hit my driver. Cause then it's just like, what are you just giving up? You're just giving up on your, you're just never going to use your driver. Again? Right. Cause I could hit a teed up four iron 
on a par five and then just hit it again and hit it again and be on the green in right. three. So it's like I could do that, but realistically, you can't play yeah meaningful golf that way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so you do need to learn. But I will. I've told you this before because when we played, you do hit your four and five iron great, which is funny because longer irons are usually very difficult for people. I know it's like my easiest ones. But 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 which is great that you have that to fall back on. But obviously, you you will need to get lessons. And you've never had lessons. You're still you're still very new to the game. Doing it myself. Yeah, I mean, you're like nine feet tall. It's like it's. (laughs) I mean, you you have a lot to. There's a lot of stuff going on between here and here. Yeah. Plus, like I'm not loose. Like I am so tight in chest and shoulders, and it's just like you you know you notice. Yeah, it's just all arms. Yeah, it's like a lot of times I do like an all arms, but I mean sometimes when I do an all arms, it works out well. Like if I'm in a situation where it's like my feet are awkward or in a weird spot, or I'm up and down, I'm leaning forward, leaning back, and then I just like all arms, I'll get a good shot off. It happens. That's move, golf, bro. Like, that's golf. It's weird. Um, but yeah, besides that, it's good. I mean, it is Saturday. It's before the Tennessee Texas game, just in case, because it comes out Wednesday and everybody's like, well, you're not going to talk about that game. But it's just the way the schedule worked yeah. out for us. We were so, so tomorrow I'm going back to, to Knoxville. And so I'm leaving early because I want to get back for the AFC and FC championship. If not, I would have been here and we would have talked about the Texas game. Yeah. Um, here, here's a little, a little Texas preview for you is since I'm driving home tomorrow, I'm going to mass. I'm doing the Saturday visual mass at five instead of watching the game. So I could be a Vol fan and say, Hey, I want to, I'll, I'll, I'll watch the game at five, go to dinner afterwards and then just go wake up early and go in the morning. But people that know me, but you definitely said. I'm not watching another game until February. So you're really just sticking to your words. So that you let me let me put a bow on it. Let me put a bow on it. So technically, people that know me know that I like to sleep. I don't necessarily like to get up early. And I honestly care more about watching the AFC and NFC championship than I do watching this game. And and, and it's because I don't I, even care about those teams. I don't care about those teams. I have money on the games because I have future bets, but like I just want to watch good football compared to a basketball game that yeah I, I want us to win but it's january 28th <laughs> yeah exactly and, and like i have my frustrations with ut so yes i want to win today but like i'm choosing to go to mass instead of watching it and I, mass will be an hour so and i'll, I'll catch I'll, the highlight yes yeah. yes but that's just like it, it's just I, I i want it to change i want to change and like like i said i do care about winning and i am going to go to a game this year and i think going to a game will probably get me into it but yeah. like i know you're going to be locked into it I will say this. I watched a little bit of the Georgia game, and it's it's nice to just check in and see that they're 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 they handling business, right? But I'm gonna tell you right now, and and I, I should have pulled up the roster. I don't want to butcher his name, but Awaka, the freshman, I love watching him play. Yeah, um, down low. What uh, number is he? Eleven. Yeah. So like, already got the big shoulders. Already has the body of a junior senior, and it's like as a freshman, you're like okay, he comes in, plays pretty good defense, and rebounds pretty well. And you're like, okay, I can expect that just because he's a good body. But some of his download moves that he even had against Kentucky, and then I saw him the other night, he's got this little, like, turnaround. He's got a little hook. Like, I love watching him play. Now, obviously, I'm not trying to sit here and tell you he's going to make some massive impact today. I'm just saying someone that I've noticed that I like as a younger guy that I enjoy watching. Don't worry. They'll call you out in the comments. Yeah. Well, I like, just you said he was great. And he has five turnovers. And it's like – 
Dang it, Bacon. He led me astray. I just, you know how I love my old school basketball. And so I love watching the good. Um, I love watching good down low play. Good elbows elbows down low. Strong up. You know, I don't even, I mean, Tennessee's favored by five and a half or six last time I saw it. I think Tennessee wins because they're at home. You know, if we lose, I'm not going to be surprised. I mean, you know, they're going to play good defense. Are the shots falling? Top 10 team. It's like, yeah. And it's like, and it's, and the other thing is, you know, if, if, if Santiago comes out and hits his couple threes at home, Zakai's been playing great yeah. these past couple uh, games. I mean, so that, they're, that, that run versus Georgia where they like missed eight shots in a row, it was like after that, it was done. Right. So it's like we can just hold a lead very well because right. we're so good on defense. Right. Right. Um, I will say one thing because college, the college game days already happened. Like we all know. That Joe can throw things. Just, it's enough. Oh, are they? We do, know that Joe can throw. Wait, things. What, what happened? On he game? was he literally went on college game day and they had him shoot half court shots and then throw a basketball like as far as he could. He like threw it into the stands behind the goal. Enough already. And it was like, bro, I looked on my, I looked on social media on Twitter. It, I mean, it was the second or third, like every third thing was like, look at Joe, throw this, that look at Joe, throw it. Look at Joe. throw. I'm like, I get it. It's the bro. guy's got a freaking arm. I know this. I've watched it enough. I enough. Would, you know what I want him to do is get out there with freaking squirrel and Ramel and brew. I'd love to see some practice. <laughs> you know, if you're going to tweet out something, have them be down at freaking Daggum, boy, it's Saturday. Why are you on college game day? Aren't you supposed to be practicing? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I sound like an ass. I sound like a, a old man. year old old man ball no, no, thing. No, no. Like, why are these damn boys practicing? They're getting distracted out there. Yeah. Right? They ain't paying attention to the game. What are you doing with the basketball in your hand? You're gonna fuck up your throwing motion. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they're not allowed to have any fun. Yeah. Listen, I've already I had already gotten annoyed with it last year because every time you stepped in the game, they're like, and here's Joe Mill, and he's a specimen. He's he's uh he can throw it this far. And I get it because we watch every game just like everyone that watches this watches every UT game. So you all are probably tired of hearing it too. But what they have to do is when it's the seven o'clock game. At night, and it's against South Carolina, and Joe comes in. You know, when unfortunately when Henny gets hurt, they like these announcers have to treat it like it's the first time someone is watching Tennessee. So it's like that's why we hear the same thing over and over. But yes, it's it's so annoying. It's like I don't give a damn how far you can throw it as long as like just be accurate. Yeah, like uh, I care if you win. Right, that's it. Not if you throw it seventy yards. Right, or if you throw an orange or a basketball. Don't or care. Just like. It's it's we got it right we got it. it's enough right so I got the roster pulled up and I don't want to butcher his first name I need to hear it on TV but <laughs> yeah. it's, it's it's just T O B E so I don't know if that's Toby Toby yeah Toby Awaka but Probably. like a freshman six eight two fifty what a fucking just hoss and and the other thing is New York oh my gosh <laughs> you know that dude or you know he. Grew up playing just some oh yeah this, nasty yeah, ball yeah um, nasty ball and here's another thing is too I've seen a couple things on Twitter. Um, about this, and since we're just talking basketball, and I just remembered it, but people have been talking about BJ Edwards, and there was a couple of stretches where I would see on Twitter a couple of weeks back where maybe uh, Double Z wasn't playing his best game, and they're like, "Why have we not seen BJ Edwards mm-hmm. now?" So I, I'm not going to proclaim that I know him, and I'm not going to proclaim that I've watched a ton of him, but I did last year end up going to. I had not been to a Catholic basketball game in years, but I ended up going yeah. to two of them, and I watched him. 
And I said then to my dad when we were sitting there, because uh, we had some friends and one of their daughters is a coach for the girls' team, so we saw, watched a little bit of it, watched a little bit of the guys. And I told my dad right then, right, I was like, he's not ready to play at UT yet mm-hmm. and offensively. Yeah. That he's a good-sized kid, he's athletic, um, and I think that he could probably play some pretty good defense. But, like, offensively, I'm sitting there and I'm watching, and I'm like, he's not dominating. Like, he was very, very good at Catholic but he was not just like unstoppable on offense where I thought that he needed to be to translate as a Kenny Chandler playing as as a a freshman. Right. Right. And so it's like, you know, it's not like he's super deadly from three. He was very good at getting to the rack. And sometimes when you're very good at getting to the rack in high school, you like have to adjust to getting like you have to, it's going to be a year. Yeah. It's going to be a year or two maybe to get adjustment. You you can be very good, and he could end up being a very good player for UT down the road. But, like, if you're not a freak like a Kennedy Chandler, it's very hard for you to get to the rack the same way you did in high school when it's yeah, against it, different people. I mean, sometimes, like, when you're playing in high school, like, the tallest guy in the freaking thing is, like, 6'9", six, 6'8", six, right. on the court. Right. And but then but it's then like, how well does that guy move? Yeah, yeah, and then, like, how well does that guy move? And it's like you get to college, and, like, the centers are seven one. And probably move great. Yeah. Unless, like, you're, unless you're Euros. You're going to drive through him? Right. Like – you know, you yeah. you gotta you definitely gotta adjust. Yeah, and there was times like uh yeah, there like there were times that I thought at Catholic like maybe sometimes they went to blue cane, maybe more on an offensive, and then they had another kid who uh was just a very routine high school player, but he could fill it up from outside from three. And so it's like sometimes they go to him. And so if there's two other options besides BJ, sometimes on offense. So I just had seen people being like, Why is he not playing? Why is he not playing? Yeah. Listen. Rick Barnes, if I saw it, Rick Barnes knows like this kid's not ready yet. Yeah. Like it, at least offensively. Yeah, um, and sh- shout out, shout out, Rick Barnes. It was like that. It came out that uh, Euros missed those two free throws like uh, late in the game versus Georgia. We were already up with a lot, but he made him shoot a hundred free throws before he left. Oh, I love that. Yeah, like made him shoot a hundred. He didn't make all, but you had to shoot a hundred. Yeah, I was like, that's how it should be. You like, said that last podcast. Literally said it last podcast. I'm like, why is like, did, 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 why are you on college game day throwing that thing over there? <laughs> Listen, if Rick Barnes needs to come and ask me a few questions, I can help him out a little. You bit. were you were a uh, manager for the basketball team one year. I was. I was. I didn't do shit. <laughs> was that you for your graduate? Yeah, it was for uh, my sports management uh masters I just, and it's like a practicum so like you work in like the operations side of stuff it wasn't like yeah. actually helping the basketball team and then it was just like was I Barnes was, like, was it Barnes like, or Donnie Tyndall it was Tyndall that's why I like you were there the one year I, I was like I was like putting recruiting things in envelopes and stamping them yeah. like I was not doing yeah. hard work hard labor nothing like that yeah so um but Donnie 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 uh, yeah, but like made him shoot those free throws. I'm like, that's exactly what should happen. It's like, if my wide receivers on my football team aren't catching jugs after practice, something's wrong. Something's wrong. If my guys aren't shooting free, th- like it's called a free throw for a reason. You should be shooting out all, every person should. You all get a chance to do it. Why is that not the best shot in your arsenal? <laughs> Why are we shooting 68% on the season? Like that's bad. Yeah, when it comes tournament time and the pressure's up oh and those and those, those rectums get about this tight. My rectum's going to be that tight. Yeah, it's like you don't even be shooting 68%. No. Um, so, yeah, 
listen, I, I'll be excited to see how they play. I think they win because it's in it's in Knoxville. Um, but listen, it's a January basketball game. Like this is more for seeding. So yeah. and seedings do matter. Like, I mean, it is nice to be a one, two, and three seed. Yeah. You know, you don't want to have to battle as an eight or nine, you know, or five or six or whatever. So yeah. go go win the game and um, you know, we'll 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 see what happens and then we can react to it afterwards. Um, I guess the other really only main thing that we want to talk today is our man getting fat stats. Fat, getting paid. Josh Heupel, contract extension, takes him through 2029. Nine mil a year. After just getting a million-dollar bump last year. Um, I think now is the only time that coaches pay – lines up with how the work because of the fact they have to recruit all year long and they have to recruit their guys that are on their team and other guys like you have to consistently be a sounding board be an influence be a good coach be like connected with every single player in your team while also trying to do it outside of your team which is crazy while trying to win games. While trying to win games. While trying to watch film and get everything that you can while doing shows and events. Like you're not you're not getting much sleep. So it makes sense that they're nine million. I always have like a you know just visceral reaction to the buyouts <laughs> because I'm like like obviously Tennessee has struggled with this in the past <laughs> because all of our coaches have ended up sucking and we've had to pay them buyouts, but people say it like the best job in the country is a fired football coach. Like Cliff Kingsbury just got fired and he booked a one-way ticket to the Philippines. He's just like, yeah. He got, and he had just gotten a contract extension the year yeah. before. Yeah. So he's just leaving with multiple, you know, just $20 million, yeah. $15 million. So, so here's the deal for me. First off, I'm happy and I'm good with it because I love Coach Heifel. Yeah. I want him to stay. I, I, I'm i fine with the big buyout so that someone doesn't steal him. You know, um, this is the first time with a coach, you know, with – That you with, felt comfortable? Yes. Like, you know, when Butch gets one, like, who the fuck was coming to steal Butch from us? Even when Butch had it going somewhat right, who who's coming to steal Butch? Nobody. So it's like they were doing it because it's almost like – what you do it's like oh but yeah. like really the reason in my eye that you give someone an increase is a they've earned it and and maybe there was some you could argue that like butch did earn maybe some of his because he took it from julie nader oh, the and, one thing i disagreed with was the extension after 2016 there was like an extension after 2016 that he did two more years but right. like it was like why well he just lost to South Carolina at Vanderbilt. Like, hold on a second. Yeah, first off, who's – and sometimes they do those extensions so that it's like for recruiting, like, oh – He's might, here. Right, yeah. like you might hear he's on the hot seat, but really we're committed to him, all that bull crap. But, like, oh, well, you know that's all fake and just – it's it's just for, for – You uh, should never pick a school based off a of coach. Yeah, you've always said never. that. Never. Any kid that is somehow listening to this – likes to listen to this, and it's getting recruited, never, ever pick a school because of a coach. You, they're going to leave. Like, I, like Saban is the greatest football coach ever, and he's been there for, you know, 15 years. 
his offensive coordinators have left, his position coaches have left, his defensive coordinators have left, all of their position coaches have left. It's like you have one the best team over the past two decades, only one coach is still there. Right. Everybody else is left. The strength conditioning coach left. The nutritionists have left. Don't like you're not spending a bunch of time with the head coach. So don't pick off him either. You're gonna spend hours with that yeah, position coach. Yeah hours with that strength coach yeah and it's like but pick it because of university pick it because of an nil deal and the somewhere that you pick just feel because, somewhere you just feel comfortable like yeah, being in the it, building being in the town being in the players that you're playing with like yeah just something but yeah. like do not pick it because of coach i think i think the best way to say it is don't pick it because the don't don't make the reason you pick it because of the coach number one yes you know what i mean like i don't go like if you're, you're not their first priority right you, like you want to like your coach yeah you want to like them but and in the culture that they've built when but, it comes down to it their family now i will is say their first not you yeah they'll do whatever they can to help them yeah well let me say this but like if i will say this if i was getting recruited by hypo i would honestly feel comfortable that he's going to be there for at least the next two years i personally would feel that definitely way. you know he just signed an extension but like even if he does really well like i don't know where he would go in college and for me, like if I was being recruited, I'm like, I guess the only thing that I could see with him is like the NFL. Like I don't yeah, know because, where because the only one people thought about was Oklahoma. Right. And they just hired Brent Venables. And they're coming to the SEC. So right. it's kind of like it would be a lot leave it's yeah. lateral. And it, like, and doesn't and people talk about like he didn't leave on good terms, that type of stuff. So but anyways, I I when it comes to when it comes to giving him the extension and the money, I a thousand percent think he deserves it. Yeah. And he deserves to be paid in the upper echelon, not only of the SEC, but of the of college football. Mm-hmm. Because I really don't know how many people – I don't really know how many coaches in this world could do what he did in the amount of time they did it right. Yeah. Now, there's plenty of coaches that can probably have taken Tennessee from where they are and and get them ranked and get them in the playoff talk and get yeah. them beating teams. But it might have been three or four years. The way he did it so quickly – um and like I've I've said on the other pods like I, 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 say, you're gonna you're gonna talk about when we first went there well well that I've I've mentioned that a bunch like the first thing we saw was a disaster but I'm I'm saying but I also feel like this is this is very much um it's it's very much built on a foundation and a culture yeah for example like we are going to take people out of the out of uh, uh JUCO we are mm-hmm. going to take transfers mm-hmm. and portal kits mm-hmm. but he is still very much bringing in good quality talent from high school. Yeah. This is not like, uh, for example, a guy that used to coach at Tennessee, Lane Kiffin. Like, I feel like Lane is, is, and I think Lane does really, like he does want to win. I do think he's a good offensive coach. I would never want him being my head coach anymore because of the, the culture that he builds is that very much of like the look at me. I feel like they're recruiting and their high school recruiting is never great. He's just always going to get a, a good quarterback out of the transfer that yeah. they'll compete with. Maybe a good, a good couple of good offensive people, mm-hmm. but it's like they're building, you know, they're not building through, through, through high school. Like Alabama is still going to build through high school. Clemson still going to build through high school. Yeah. Like Ohio state still going to build through, Georgia's building through high school. Georgia's building through high school. You know, like, so you, you want to that be your, 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 your lump sum. And then you sprinkle somebody else on top. And I'm glad that Hypel's doing that compared to every year. We're like, oh gosh, we got to go get seven or eight transfers and three or four JUCOs. And then, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and here, another part side of this contract is the buyout is if there was a situation 
where we don't want him to be our coach anymore. But I'm thinking about it and I'm like, what would he have to do to where we would want to fire him? Would would having two years in a row of mediocre wins, six, seven, make it to where people are like, fire him? People, yes. Uh, so so 2029 is a little dramatic. I mean, things change all the time. But yeah. I, get, I get that's the nature of college. But, like, yes, next year if he wins only eight games – and then the year after that, he wins eight or nine. Like I'm still, I'm still fine with I'm, it. I'm like, great. I'm, but I'm fine with I, it. I, I'm like, would that happen? Like, would the populace be like, we need to move Depen- on? Depending on how bad it looked on the field, and depending on if you, lose, you lost it, right? And so, and so, but I feel like I've seen enough where he's got some equity built up for me for a year or two. Like, I mean, at least, right? I mean, you just beat Alabama first time in 15 years. You just beat Florida, which. We had won one in the past 17. It's like where you're going, we finished in the top 10 since the last time, what, 2001 or something? I, I feel like what Two. I I feel like what I could see in the future, literally like in a year, say you know, say say next year goes eight wins, nine wins, we win a ball game. It's a good year, not great year. But then you come up and it's on his fourth year, and like maybe we don't start out great, and the people are gonna start saying, Well, they've caught up to his offense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this offense isn't working in the SEC anymore. Like whatever, just like crap like that maybe, you know. And so, but like I – like in some of that stuff, I, I feel like he's such a good coach that people will catch up and will – but I think he's going to evolve as well. I don't think he's one of these guys that is going to be stuck in his way. Like, you know, when, when he got hired two years ago, like I think yesterday it was the two-year anniversary. And like, I feel like he's going to evolve. And like, right when he got hired, we're like, oh, this guy scores a bunch of points. He throws it all over the yard. But like, uh, you and I learned very quickly, like, he knows that football is one in the trenches. He knows that he needs to run the ball. Like, he, so it's not, it's not a bunch of flash and sizzle as, yeah. as much as people think it is. And so I think he'll, he'll adjust to different games. He'll adjust to his opponents. It's also like, you can't tell me Hendon Hooker was the most talented quarterback in the nation. Right, yes, you can't tell right. me Jalen Hyatt was the most talented wide right. receiver. You can't tell me that every other player was the best at their position. It's like he was able to take this team and beat an Alabama team who had way more guys. If you did a guy off, like Bryce oh, Young yeah. is yeah. a first overall pick where Hendon's maybe second round, maybe. Yeah, like I agree. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. So it's like with the guys that Georgia and Alabama have, you should win all the time. What he was able to do without those guys, like Hinden was an afterthought at Virginia Tech. They didn't want him anymore. Yeah, like it's I just, no, I agree. It's I agree. Crazy I agree. Like, and and so for 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 me as a good coach, like what I want as a coach that's coaching my teams is that you get the most out of your players, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, you can say, get the most out of your players. You, de- you know, you develop your players. I want it to be a good culture, which I, I think he is about the family. It's about hard work. It's like no nonsense, but in his own way, like you don't have to scream and yell at people. No, but like, it's still a no nonsense. Like if you do the right things, you'll play. If I can't trust you on game day, you're not going to play. So it's, so to, to recap, the first one is, like I said, that, that um, he gets the most out of his players he builds a good culture and it's a good family culture and it's something real. Mm-hmm. And, and you do, he has love for the players and they have love for him. And then lastly is that 
that he's a he's a uh, advantage on game day because he is a good play caller. He is a good uh, he is good schematically. Like th- those are the three things yeah. that make up the best coaches. And some of these coaches are really good, and they mainly only have two. Like a Dabo. Like I don't know how good Dabo is on game day. Like I personally don't think he's that good on game day. But like he gets those guys to play hard. He can recruit. He can build a good culture. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like I feel very lucky. That's that we, what Butch was missing. What game day? Right. Oh, he was terrible on game day. Yeah, I used to argue that when he you were on the team. His ass off though. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason we got five stars. Well, I think he. I think a lot of people can re- recruit at Tennessee. I really do. I, I you and I could recruit at Tennessee. Half these people that listen to this can recruit Tennessee because Tennessee is a national brand, has unbelievable fan base, has a good mo- money, good facilities. But we have to agree that Butch brought in higher ranked players than Dooley and Pruitt, the two coaches on the other sides of him. Uh I, I mean Pruitt brought in some some players. I mean Pruitt Pruitt signed some some different folks. I mean, um he didn't he wasn't good game day. I mean Pruitt just did, didn't ever have didn't know how to run a program. Yeah. Like you always say, like you used to always talk about like because I when you were still on the team and I'd give you a hard time about Butch, I was like, dude, Butch is awful on game day. And you're like, he doesn't have to be even be like it's nice if he can be good on game day, but that doesn't matter. Like, it's the offensive coordinator, it's the defensive coordinator. It's like, yeah. you know, like, at least Butch knew how to somewhat run a program. Yeah. And, like, even though we thought he was fake and you guys could see it through it, like, he still would get you guys to play hard, you know, to, yeah. to a certain extent. So, anyways, I'm I'm very, very happy, ha- happy for Coach Heupel. I think he deserves it. I think he earned it. Yep. And and I think he deserves to be paid. And I know that these college coaches make a ton and these NFL coaches make even more. And everyone's like, you know, that these guys shouldn't make that much. I'm, you know, listen, in a perfect world, I wish that we could pay doctors. I mean, well, excuse me, doctors make time. I wish <laughs> I wish we could pay nurses more, school teachers more, yeah. police officers more, firefighters more. I, I really do. I wish that could happen. But those things don't bring in the money that a college football or an NFL does. So it's that it's that, it's like it used to, you know, it's like that talk about I just saw yesterday like the WNBA was talking about like they deserve more money or like the women's um soccer deserves more money. It's like, well, if you brought in more money, yeah, then you'd be more could, money to spend. Right, yeah. right. So it's like I'm very much like whether you're a male, female, you know, um whatever gender, whatever race, whatever ethnicity, like I don't care. It's just like it's simple to me when I look at it. you're gonna make more if your product is bringing in more. It's oh, simple. Yeah. It's simple as that. How are you? How, like how much do people watch you? Like right. So how does that? Yeah. So so I tie all that in to say I'm fine with Coach Heupel making that and what's and like Saban making that and all that because Tennessee football by itself, whether they're good or bad, makes money because we are great fans. We're gonna show up. We're going to tailgate. We're going to buy the merchandise. So even if we're not that good, I mean, we're going to make money. But when we are really good and relevant, it is ridiculous how much money it makes for everyone in in the city of Knoxville. It's also and so it's like it's it's worth to pay a guy nine million dollars a year, which sounds crazy, but it's worth it to pay him for what it brings. I mean, like enrollment for the university went up a ton over the past two years because of all the eyes of these. 15-year-old boys and girls, and they're like, oh, my gosh, that looks so fun. Or like, oh, my gosh, like, I love that. Like, this is cool. Like, I would love to be in that environment. And so they're just going to go to school there. They're they're not even – might not even be football fans, but they just want to be a part of it. There's so many people that you talk with. They're like – I've met so many people that were from, like, up north, and they're like, I, I just want to go to an SEC school. I just want yeah. to be a part of that. So yeah. it's like when the product is good – it's Also, 
the maybe the only other teams that don't need the money that football brings in is basketball. But that's it. Every other sports team we have relies on football. On football, on the money that football brings in. Even when we were bad, they relied on the money that football brought in. Right. To pay for everything else because those teams just don't bring in a lot of money. Yeah, they don't bring in revenue. So it's it's simple. And so it's like and the and the other thing that you hit on is like how much these coaches work. How yeah. much the hours that they put in. It's that's crazy. why I've always said they deserve whatever they get paid. And it's the reason that I did not try to chase a dream. Like, cause I went back to Memphis and talked with them. I sat in with my football ops guy and we talked for like two hours. And I, cause I was thinking about going back there to GA, like, like I, I have, I've always had that burning desire to coach, but I was like, I can't, I'm not going to work the hours that these guys work and not see a family. Mm-hmm. Like I, I get exactly. it. Like as much as I love football, I love my family more. Yeah. Get ready and, to sleep on the couch. Right. Yeah. It's like not at your house in the, in the facility. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, so one of my good buddies from Knoxville, his dad is a, fantastic fantastic architect like he's gotten voted that he's one of the best and he does very high-end stuff so he was actually doing some work for uh barb jones butch Mm -hmm. butch's wife they were doing at their house love barb and she's awesome she's great every time i talk to her she's she's the nicest lady yeah so uh mr andrews was over there and he was talking and they were just talking and like she was literally talking about how butch would get home at like 11 30 12 12 30 and then he is up and back on the road by 4 a.m the next morning yeah so physically i don't even know if i could do it because i love my sleep but like not seeing my family like it's just not no listen it would be unbelievable if i was you know if i was born into that and that and my dad did it then like it would be easy because i'm like i'm gonna go work for him because we would both love doing it together and i get to spend all that time and see him anyways mm-hmm. so i get it and that's why a lot of the kids that we know that they're co- up. Yeah. doing what their dads did because it's just they're used to that lifestyle but me not being used to that lifestyle i was like i couldn't do it so these coaches deserve what they make because what gets brought in like i said even though ut by itself whether they're good or bad brings in a lot of money when they're good it brings in even more so much more yeah and and i'm and i'm happy with what with what they you know like i said for how much they work um, now, obviously, you guys know all the stats. I'm shocked. I will be shocked if anyone in the comments says he doesn't deserve the money or like you're not happy about it. I don't know how anyone could not be happy with what he's done. I, yeah, I, I don't. I don't. I mean, so I mean, the, the 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 turnaround of so so on on the 2020, and I know it was a COVID year, and I know it was Pruitt's last year, but I mean, you go three and seven, and you know, points per games 20, you know, um, you know, rushing yards is like 1600. Passing yardage is that is awful. Sixteen hundred yards in the season. Let me see passing here. Um, that's per game. Like total offense. I want to see total, like total yards for the season that year was thirty four hundred. A game we were three forty six. I mean, dude, Hypel now is doing like five hundred, four hundred, five hundred, six hundred. Yeah. Well, I think their average it was five forty or. Something it's like five hundred and forty something yards a game. And the thing is, it's like when you look at all the statistics offensively, it's like first, first, third, first, fifth, <laughs> yeah. fifth, third. Yeah, like it's in and, there, and and people thought there's no way he can transfer this from UCF to SEC ball. And I, I mean, I I specifically remember where I was. I, matter of fact, you had just started doing the pod. I you, did. Yeah, you had literally just started doing the pod. I just listened to one of your pods because I was driving to Charleston, South Carolina. I was in Columbia and then Charleston, South Carolina for work. And I just listened. I just called you because we were arguing about something that you said on the pod. And I go in, 
and I check into the hotel and I go in to get a workout in. And that's when the news broke. And I'm like, I don't really know much about this guy. I was like, I guess it makes sense. Yeah. Because uh, I was probably talking about, we were probably, probably talking about Danny White. Well, maybe we were, it was like, because Danny just brought in, I was like, Danny's here. He's going to hire his guy. And I think at that time, some of the rumor mill, which I never believed, but I wanted to believe was James Franklin was going to come. And like, I never believed Franklin would leave Penn State. I've always liked James Franklin. I thought he had been better at Penn State because of how good he did here in Nashville at Vandy. Yeah. And I would have loved to have had him, but I never really believed it. And so when Hypo comes, I'm like, all right, this dude can score. Like, he's going to score points. Like, it's pretty proven, and it made me feel better because, like, okay, he had done it in the SEC, just not as a head coach. Exactly. As so it, yeah, and so I'm like, okay, like – and at that point, I wasn't mad, and I wasn't necessarily excited. I was more of like, we've gotten burned so many times. Like, let's just see what the fuck happens. And, like – very quickly on him in mean, his second game, like second quarter of that pit game, I think I texted you. I was like, dude, we have a ball coach. And that was his second game, second quarter. But you could just see like game day wise, it was silly, bro. Like what yeah. he was dialing up, like how he was getting guys to run free, how he was. And then the other thing is too, like we always knew like he's going to be good offensively, but like hot take, like I think the defense has been serviceable. Definitely. And they took a, and they did take a step this year. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? So, I mean, listen, I'm just – I've got the stats pulled up. I mean, in one year, we basically doubled our points. We were from 20 points to 39. So, yeah. we, we basically doubled that. I mean, rushing is basically doubled. It was th- It's 3,100. Um, yeah. And then let me see what the total offense. 16 to 31. Total offense went from like 360 to 470. I mean, that's per game. I mean, and then he basically did double the total yards. We went from like 3,100 to 6,100. Yeah. I mean, so numbers, numbers talk. Like, not only do we see it with our eyes and it looks good, but like these numbers, are they what they are? It's like, it's freaking impressive, man. Like, I don't really get super excited about, I know, about recruits, but like, if Nico is remotely as good as he looks and can be, like, it could be a fucking. Freak show in Knoxville. I mean, it could be undefeated Heisman national championship. Like it can. Oh, oh. I mean, I mean, it's getting, getting fired up for it, right? I now. mean, because because if you have that guy who's a generational quarterback like that, that that's really good. You get him one or two receivers uh, that are above <laughs> that are above average. You don't even yeah. you don't even have to have Marvin Harrison Jr. out there. You get him a couple that are Pretty above good O line, above average, couple good O line, and then get some dogs that are defensive in and some corners. I mean, watch the scout. Watch out. Watch out, Kirby. And by the way, come for that ass. By the way, I've started responding to some of our uh, uh, comments again on YouTube. So I, I always appreciate those. There's some that are so funny. First off, I forget who it was, but you're talking about that I need a um, a line or like a what'd you say? I, we got to come up because remember I said comedy yeha, and you're like, oh, oh yeah, your, it was out your catchphrase, catchphrase, yeah. But someone said no, the cat reads catchphrase because he's a problem. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Because I do love saying that. Yeah, yeah. Love and I started that. saying that with this team was like we like they would score. I'm like they're a fucking problem. <laughs> yeah. And so so thank you for that. I appreciate that. That I is how many recruits have been problems for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like when I was up there in the Bama section and we scored to me, like we. (laughs) So, but then I saw one that they were one of the guys that put on there that he was talking about, like if you take a bathroom break every day for one year, that it equals to like getting. Did you see that? Uh -uh. Oh, you got to go back. He said if you take a bathroom break each day at work for like 
15 or 20 minutes, he says over a year span that equals to a week. And he goes, so you get paid a week for taking a bathroom break. I started the Yeah, or he just knew the math. Yeah, I, so dude, you guys on the comments are unbelievable. You guys are great. I'm always laughing. We appreciate all the nice things. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it's great. But yeah, we didn't have a ton to talk about today. Uh, Man, that, we still went for a good amount. Yeah. Well, no, I'm not saying we didn't go for a good amount. I'm just saying I don't know how entertaining it was because there wasn't. I mean, we apologize. It's people my fault. Us. It's my fault that we're don't not worried about it. What's that? Don't worry about it. People love us. <laughs> I don't know about that, but it's my fault that we're not talking and breaking down the basketball game. One of the biggest games of the year. My fault. I apologize. Um, okay. But, but hey, we got next week. We, we got we'll next week. We can talk about it next week. And like I said, we're going to continue. It's still early in 2023. We still are going to try to put out more, one yes. or two more pods. I think that I'm going to get, get a laptop, start doing some of the editing so we can try to put more out. We may or may not still have an announcement coming we're waiting to see um that's up in the air and you know what we will let everyone know what it was whether it goes through or not yeah so uh, I, I, transparency i don't yeah, care yeah at all um but appreciate you guys so much for watching and listening if you are watching please like and subscribe hit that notification bell um uh if you're just listening rate and review download and re-download uh, we have merch now, How We Doing Bud t-shirts, so please go out and get those in orange and in white. Um, and follow us on social media, at Believe in Tennessee for our main account on Twitter, at rbacon26reed, at Kyler Curbison for myself on all social medias. Um, and like Reed said, I appreciate you guys so much. You're the best. Uh, you're the reason this podcast keeps going. So, um, as always, go balls. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.